It's the Win Daily DFS Podcast with your host, 12-time DFS Live Championship qualifier, four times Fantasy Pros Home Run Champion, Jeremy Montradamus Munter. Welcome to the Win Daily DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Muntru Domus. We'll be joined by the king himself, Scott Engel, in a little bit. Before we start anything when breaking down this Wednesday, May 8th slate, I want to introduce you once again to Drip Drop. It is Wednesday. This is Mark Parquette with Drip Drop, and we have a couple weather issues to talk about today. First and foremost is in Colorado. We had some rain to deal with around last night, but today even looks worse as they may be dealing with some snow. Looking, Look for a postponement, uh, hopefully early, so we're not waiting on pins and needles for this game to decide what's going on. Also, um, Chicago and St. Louis could see some showers around. I expect both games to play, but another thing to keep in mind with St. Louis and Chicago, it's going to be warm. They're on the warm side of this storm. And the ball should be able to carry, especially at Wrigley, where it's been cool the last few nights. Last place we'll go to, Baltimore. Cold front has gone by. It's not warm and humid like it has been the last couple of days. That ballpark can play much differently as now it's cooler and dry. It's the Win Daily DFS Podcast. I'm your host, Muncher Domus, and we are joined once again by the king himself, Scott Angle. Yeah, good, good, uh, good afternoon slash evening, Montradama. Yeah, we got a Wednesday, May eighth. We're glad we have the king in our corner, and he will help us whipping around the infield. First game on the slate, we got the Orioles hosting the Red Sox. Andrew Kashner is on the mound for the Orioles. He won his last two starts, both against the White Sox. Can he do it this time against the Red Sox? Uh, no. How about that? Uh, you know, Andrew Kastner's pitched decently in spots this year, but uh, this is this, this is a, a day for a Red Sox stack. You look at Andrew Bentendi, 5,100. He's starting to pick it up a little bit. Uh, you still want to try again today to see if Jackie Bradley Jr. can turn it around. He's 3,200. Mitch Moreland has been living up to the price at uh, at 4,800 as well. Uh, there, there are three guys you know you can build build with starting right there. I like that you're you're staying on that Jackie Bradley Jr. bandwagon. This could be the week he bounces back. I agree with you. That is a good matchup. Let's look on the other side of that matchup. We got Chris Sale on the mound. Is Trey Mancini a batter you would be targeting in this matchup? Wait a minute. Uh, who's Trey Mancini? Uh, I think it's be Trey Mancini, but uh, Mancini got off to a hot start, and but he's not worth the forty nine hundred. Right now, I don't think uh, Mancini's like one of the decent hitters in a in a seasonal league. You want to you you want to uh, you maybe want a you know, roster from the Orioles. Although Dwight Smith Jr. is turning out uh, to be uh, to be the true star of this team, but uh, I, I'm gonna stay off of Mancini. He's streaky, and he's he, you know he's 
he started to cool off, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave him alone for today. Uh, you know, he's cold. Sale has started to turn things around a little bit. Well, actually, you know, he got off to a bad start, but he, he's riding the ship. So I I don't know if I wanted the Orioles against Chris Sale. I I I just can't see it. Let's focus more on Chris Sale right here. Now, is he a pitcher that you would be rostering on Daily Fantasy, FanDuel, and DraftKings for Wednesday? Yeah, why not? I mean, he's 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 facing the Orioles. He's he's ninety nine hundred on DraftKings. You gotta you gotta spend up for him, but uh, you know that's that's kind of an obvious question. But I guess you know it really depends on our price and when we get to the rest rest of the slate. You know, with Mancini. Back to him, he's hitting just 133 with no RBIs in the last week. So, uh, not somebody, not somebody that that you want right now. But Sale, I I know this is an intimidating ballpark, but I I really don't think that matters in in the case of of Chris Sale. You know, it really just depends. You know, who we weigh him against price wise. Okay, so the king says go with Chris Sale. And with that, we're going to sail. Why would, to... why would you not say go, go with Chris Sale? It's oh, like I, I agree face, with you. He faces Babe Ruth or something? You know, why would he, we say no? Well, I'll tell you why not. I mean, his ERA is currently 5.25 on the season. But I'm with you. I can see him bouncing okay, back, getting that good rhythm. One and five record. But maybe he turns that to two and five. It's a matchup where if you draft him in season-long leagues, this is kind of why you drafted him for these matchups against Baltimore. But yeah, with, uh, last time out, last time out against uh, against the White Sox, he did what he was supposed to do. His last three starts have really been more Chris Sale. They've, you know, they've been against bad opponents, uh, two of them. Uh, but you know, he's he's had some bad starts. He's had he's had two bad starts this year. Well, actually, actually four bad starts this year. Uh, but the last three have been more promising. You know, maybe I shouldn't have jumped all over you. It's, uh, it, it, but I, I feel like the Orioles are just like a cake opponent. Oh, you're good, King. You're good. And with that, we're going to sail over to Toronto where Kyle Gibson is on the mound against Trent Thornton. And my first question for you, King, is are you going to stack the heart of that Jorge Polanco, Eddie Rosario, Nelson Cruz part of twin lineup? Yeah, definitely going for a stack here. I mean, Thornton, that first two starts were really good. And, you know, since then, you have it, you know, you have Polanco for 4,300. Uh, Jason Castro can save you some money if he's in the lineup at 3,500. You have Max Kepler at 4,400. If you want to get really daring, uh, Marlon Gonzalez, who's had a terrible year so far, uh, we'll save you some money, 3200 I believe he's got one home run, and maybe he can get a second, and then Eddie Rosario is uh, 4400 I like that you bring up Marwin Gonzalez because that's going to make me ask you, what do you see as Marwin Gonzalez's role once Miguel Sano returns? Going back to the bench and being a super utility guy, you know, this is an opportunity for him to uh, to show what he can do here by playing regularly, but he really hasn't run with it at all. Let's go on the it's other side. Like, it's almost like the Tevin Coleman of uh, of fantasy baseball. Oh, gotta gotta love those Tevin Coleman breakout performances when they come. But let's uh, look. Why did they come? That's that was my point. Let's look on the other side of this game. We got Kyle Gibson. Are you going to go with Justin Smoke? Are you going to go with Vladdy Daddy Jr.? You love yourself some Justin Smoke. 
but for thirty nine hundred, I'll, I'll I'll give it a try with with uh, Guerrero Jr. I, I'm just not willing to spend until he shows me something. Uh, he's been really cold for the most part ever since he came up. Uh, I'm on the fence about Eric Sogard. Forty four isn't uh, isn't too bad, and uh, you got Rowdy Tellis uh, for thirty six hundred in this one as well. I don't know. Sogard does not get me excited. I know he's off to a nice little start this season, but over the course of his career, he is showing us that maybe he can hit 10 home runs in a year, but more likely six or seven. I believe he's already halfway at that mark already, and he could continue to push it. So still, this matchup against Kyle Gibson, I'm not going to touch anyone in Toronto, but I also don't like Gibson either just because of that. I don't like the elements there. I feel like one bad inning could really ruin his start, and that's happened to him too often this season. Yeah, you talk about Sogard, you know, that is the past. Uh, against righties this year, hitting 357 with, uh, with 10 RBIs and three of his four homers. Uh, oh, he's also hitting on the road 442 with eight RBIs. And uh, so the, the numbers are there for you to – to uh, you know, maybe you're rolling out multiple lineups to maybe consider Sogard. Okay, well, the king wants you to consider Sogard. With that, yeah. yes, you got. I don't, more. I don't, I don't want to completely write him off. It sounds like you're completely writing him off, and I may not agree with that. I, I would completely write him off. So that is where we differ on that. But with that, let's go to Detroit. We got a pair of lefties on the mound: Matthew Boyd, Tyler Skaggs. I'm going to ask you right off the bat. We got Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, maybe the best players of the year 2000 plus. Are they going to do something in this matchup? Uh, they were the best players of 10 years ago. Uh, you know, the guy I want is Matthew Boyd. He's, you know, he's been terrific. And, you know, this is easy matchup for him. Uh, $9,300 on DraftKings. He's certainly going to be worth it. Tyler Skaggs has also uh, pitched well at times when healthy. So you know, there's not a lot to like here. I think uh, the pitching is what I'm really going to go for. Skaggs is, Skaggs is 9,400, but uh, I, I, against the Tigers, I could see it. But I can't see him getting the win. I, I could certainly see Matthew Boyd pulling off another victory here. Because you didn't mention this player, I'll ask you now instead of a beast or bust. But what about Mike Trout? He's facing a lefty. Do you roster him? Usually, usually the the, the knee jerk thing is to, to roster Trout when he's going against a, a pitcher that he could uh, he could hit really well against. Uh, it, actually, what the rule is, what I'm trying to say is, if Mike Trout's going against a below average pitcher, he's uh, you know he's he's somebody you have to use. But that's not the case here. You know, Matthew Boyd is. Really turned into great pitcher this year. Uh, so far, just a 0.90.99 whip and a 3.05 ERA in the strikeouts are uh, are really coming in bunches. 44 third innings pitch, 57 strikeouts. So uh, you know this is this is this is not going to be easy. He's got a 2.70 home ERA. Uh, does pitch better in in day games than night games, but I don't know how much of an effect. It's actually going to have here. Lefties are hitting uh hit, hitting 179 against him, and they have yet to homer. Only two homers against him overall. So uh, no on Trout. 
All right, that is the very most detailed response you get on why you're passing on Trout. With that, let's go to Chicago, where Kyle Hendricks is on the mound against Jose Arena. I know you're a big believer in Javi Baez. I know you're pushing him. Are you going to push him in this start? What do you see happening in this game? Yeah, I, I'd love to stack against Jose Arena, you know, especially especially here in Chicago. If it was in Miami, you know, maybe a little bit less. Uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of guys you can use here. Jason Hayward's 4,400. Uh, Anthony Rizzo's 5,100. Kyle Schwarber save you a little bit of money at uh, 5,600 at 3,600 as well. Uh, you won't get the lefties righty split with bias for 5,400. These are DraftKings prices that I'm using, but but does it does he really matter? It's it's Jose Urena and uh, Jose Urena is. Well, Caleb Smith is Jose Arena is maybe the third best pitcher uh, on the Marlins staff right now, and uh, if he's not better than Sandy Alcantara, who's really been struggling, you know that says a lot. You know, one in five with a five point five four five ERA and a one fifty four WHIP. You know, targeting Jose Arena is is something that I'm certainly going to do. He's actually a little bit better in away games than he is in home games, but I don't think it matters. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I believe that environment at Wrigley Field is going to be too much for the young arena. He's going to start walking batters. He's going to have those bad innings. It's going to start to add up. I'm with you. But now let's look at the Cubs pitcher, Kyle Hendricks. Is he someone that you would consider in daily fantasy for Wednesday, May 8th? Look, anytime that somebody's facing the Marlins and if they're, uh, their offense is you have to go with it. So you got to take a chance with Kyle Hendricks here, especially on DraftKings as your seventh pitch, second pitcher. Uh, that was his seventh. Uh, you can't use that many pitchers. That'd be a unique fan, DFS fantasy game. But, uh, you know, two and four with a 3.393 RA and, uh, and a 143 whip overall. But he's he's been turning it. He's been turning it around recently, and he's really good at home. He said, "If he's had any problems this year, he's it's been on the road. He's been 8.76 ERA away, but only a 0.86 ERA at home. So, you know, he's at home today. So, uh, I would say go with Kyle Hendricks. Only cost you $7,500. Now, let's ask this for your final DFS roster at this point. If you could pick one starting pitcher, would it be Chris Sale or Kyle Hendricks? Well, the the two different the two different uh, price ranges. So, do I want to spend up what seems like a more sure thing in sale? Um, but the, is it really more of a sure thing? You know, because Kyle Hendricks is facing the Marlins. Both of them are facing bad teams. So, why not give me Hendricks for seventy five hundred and load up for some offense? All right, I like. Or the hey, DraftKings two pitchers. Give me both. So exactly, you covered yourself yeah. right there. On FanDuel at the end of the day, I, I see what you're saying with Hendricks in a good matchup against Miami, but for some reason, I'm just not a believer in him. I his, his pitches have no movement. Miami's playing hungry. They won the game on Monday. You know, they feel like they can beat this Cubs team, and I'm not sold on Hendricks, but maybe we'll find another pitcher. And with that, let's travel to Houston. Where Brad, playing hungry. They're starving. What are you talking starving. about? They're starving. They're starving for the W's. Let's go to Houston. Brad Peacock is on the mound. His ERA has exploded to 5.28. Are you looking at any Royals batters in this matchup? 
Brad Peacock, you know, he run hot and cold here. The Royals are not as bad as people make them out to be. Uh, you know, they're actually middle of the pack in team hitting. Uh, but I, I still don't like them against against Peacock, who could look. The the last time against Minnesota, he got blown up, and he had a bad start against Oakland. But uh, you know, this is this is a guy who can turn it on and have a good start at any time. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be avoiding Royals here. In fact, uh, you know, I think you have to consider Peacock a little bit. He probably won't be widely owned. Uh, overall, he's got a 5.28 ERA. Uh, he's at home. It's 506. Uh, way it's 552. So it's it, it's kind of it's kind of even there. Uh, he's been more unreliable than than expected. Seven earned runs allowed. Uh, three and two thirds innings last time against against the Minnesota Twins. But then he held down Cleveland for one run before that. So he's he's proven that uh, you know that he can really uh, deliver a decent performance when the opponent is bad. And the the opponent is definitely bad. You know, but maybe you even want to consider using Peacock uh, tonight, where well I don't think he, he's going to be very widely owned uh, whatsoever. So it's it's some it's somebody to consider. He's only seventy six hundred. I'm with you. Peacock is one of those guys who can just explode with an eight strikeout, ten strikeout game. I know that's a little high, but the Royals bats really don't scare me outside of Mondesi. I'm not a big believer in Merrifield. I know he's touted very highly in the fantasy baseball community. And yes, at the end of the day, he will end up with those nice stolen base numbers, but he's not someone you can depend on, especially in this matchup. Uh, Alex Gordon, I know he's playing out of his mind right now, but still, I'm not afraid at all. Let's look at the other side of this game. We got Jorge Lopez pitching against the Astros. Are you going to stack the Astros against Jorge? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably go with as many Astros as I can. And uh, Michael Bradley at 5,000, I think he's, he's going to be worth it. He's made a real nice transition to Houston this year. I'm with you. Brantley is playing very well. Another guy I like is the Chronicles of Reddick. Josh Reddick uh, is Riddick. Wow. Reddick. Did you actually did you actually like plan that one? Did you have that written down? Oh, I used to use it back in the day when he was hitting 40 home runs with the Athletics. Uh, I'm a big. I'm, I like his game. He's hitting above 350 this season. He's do. He's very underrated, and he still has it in the tank. I I believe he was on roids back when. He was smashing all those bombs because that power well, really just disappeared. Yeah, we can't just walk around openly accusing people players of being on. Some people could listen to the show and accuse you of being being on roids. You know, was he suspended? You. I'm pretty sure he was suspended. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I'm just. Yeah, I thought. I don't remember Josh Reddick being suspended off the top of my head, but I could be wrong. Okay, well, yeah. we'll we'll cut that out. Worst case scenario. All right. Let's we'll cut it out. I, I got to have to bust your chops about it. Keep it in. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, he's going to hit two home runs on Wednesday night. And then from there, we can be like, he must have juiced up. Let's keep it going. Yeah, you can't just well, open, <laughs> players of, of being juiced here. Come on. You're going to get us in trouble. Let's go to Colorado, the Mile High City, as some like to call it. We got John Gray on the mound, the hard throwing righty. Is he going to get his fastball past that Giants lineup? Pablo Sandoval's hot. Brandon Belt's having an okay season. What about Brandon Crawford? Did he find his swing? 
John Gray, it's you never know which which one is going to show up here, but I, I think you have to like it at San Francisco again against San Francisco. Uh, Coors Field doesn't seem as fearsome as it does in the past. You know, we've seen guys uh, pitch well here. And, you know, John Gray knows that this is his home park. His ERA at home this year is actually better than on the road. He's got a 3.75 ERA at home. Uh, so uh, John Gray is actually somebody you might want to consider using because he's not going to be widely owned. And he's only $8,000 on DraftKings. Something that I learned from Mark about why Coors Field hasn't been Mark Parquet, our weather guru at Win Daily DFS, is the reason why Coors Field hasn't been the home run city that we know is because the weather has still been pretty chilly. He said once we get to above 70 degrees, 60 degrees, that's when we'll start to get the home runs going. Right now, it's going to be 44 degrees at game time. But I'm with you. I don't trust John Gray. It's still Coors Field. I'm scared. But what about Derek Holland? scared. I'm not scared. I didn't say that. You're I said, hey, scared. you know, you may, you may want to take a shot and use John Gray in a tournament against the Giants. All right. Well, the king is not scared of John Gray. I know if you go with the with Gray, he'll be very, very little owned in all tournaments. But let's look at the other side. Derek Holland, the hard, well, semi-hard throwing lefty after all the arm surgeries, is going up against Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, Ian Desmond. Any of those guys get you excited? Uh, I think I might use a few of them. You know, Ian Desmond's only $3,900. So, uh, you know, maybe that'll give me an, uh, an opportunity to save some money. Garrett Hampson's $3,600, but I don't think I'd use him uh, as a punt play. You, you're going to you're gonna have to pay for some of the Rockies here. They're, they're, they're pretty darn expensive. Yeah, I'm... I'm willing to pay up, though, to be honest. I know the elements aren't saying a big home run game, but I'm willing to pay up. For that team, Derek Holland, he can give up the long ball. His ERA is off the chain right now. It's 5.34. That's demoted to minor league status right there. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I mean, Trevor Story's 5,500. Nolan Arnato's 5,600. But, uh, you know, try to get both of them in. And you're struggling with the rest of your lineup. you got to pick one or the other. And, uh, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably lead towards – uh, story because it's a better shot of a stolen base. Okay, interesting. The stolen base off the lefty call right there. I like that. With that, we're going to head to the night slate. We got Oakland, Cincinnati. Let's talk about 50 shades of sunny gray. What shade are we expecting tonight? Boy, you're really putty tonight, aren't you? Always am. <laughs> this, this, is, this, this is a revenge game for sunny gray. Of sorts, and uh, he's 8,200. He's pitched well here. He knows this ballpark, so uh, you know maybe a, a little bit uh, rolling the dice here. I uh, wouldn't be using Brett Anderson, even though he's 5,800. Uh, Jose Peraza is only 3,100, but even at that price, I don't think I want to use him. But uh, Jose Iglesias actually put up some pretty good numbers. And he's only 3,200. You'll get the righty on lefty split there. And you might get to – Jose Iglesias uh, pretty much interests me as a punt play here. I like that call on Jose Iglesias. He's hitting 310 on the year. He's one of the hottest shortstops in daily fantasy over the last three days. But what I really like is you bringing up Sonny Gray and going up against his old team in Oakland. Gray has shown us the potential to get eight strikeouts in the game. 
Would you go with Gray in this matchup as your number one pitcher, maybe, if you could only pick one in FanDuel? Uh, my number one pitcher? Uh, I, I don't I don't think I'm, I'm so hot on it. Uh, Gray's, Gray's pitch better than, than if I'd expected. You have to look back, and you know, it, it's an old tried-and-true kind of thing, but there's some guy... Some guys are just not made for New York at all, and you know maybe maybe Sonny Gray was one of them. Uh, Oakland's middle of the pack in team batting at 14th, so you know, I could see using Gray as my second pitcher, but as my number one, no. DraftKings, yes. FanDuel, no. On I like I like that little tidbit right there because it is always a good strategy to get the safe pitcher. However, if on FanDuel you do want to stack that Arenado story, then you can really save up for Gray who is around the 8,000 mark there. And with that, let's go to the last game of the slate. It is the Battle of the All-Stars, the 2018 All-Stars. Clayton Kershaw against Fulte for the Braves. Is Fulte back? Are you going to go with the Dodgers hitting in this matchup? Uh, Fulte Nevis got blasted his last time out, and the Dodgers are, you know, they have the best hitting offense in all of the National League, so... You know, 7,800, you might be tempted on Fultonevich. Uh, it, it's an ultra-contrarian play, though. It's it's a scary one. You know, there's some bats to go here with, though. You can try Alex Vertigo for 4,200. You can pray that Corey Seager starts to th- turn it around at, uh, at 3,700 as well. Uh, you know, on the other side, you know, Kershaw, 10,100. Uh, Atlanta is a, li- a little bit more of a of a tougher offense, if you will. So, you know, they're, they're ninth in run scored. So I, I, I don't, Kershaw is nowhere near chalk here. Uh, I'd rather be going sale over Kershaw, but you know, I've already, already told you the, uh, the, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be saving up with cut. Like if I'm a DraftKings, I might go Hendricks and gray tonight and load up on some hitting. Okay. I like that call. I like that call. Clayton Kershaw. Is he, Still a Cy Young candidate quality pitcher. Is he still the same guy? Well, if you get hurt all the time, it's hard to win the Cy Young. True, but when he's out there, is he still just as effective as a Cy Young quality pitcher? Uh, I think he. I think he's just like a notch, small notch below. Small there. notch. Below. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, you know Kershaw. Kershaw's been been pretty good since he's come back uh, from the disabled list. You know, take a look at his numbers, you know, 270, 70 RA. Uh, he has a 0.85 whip. Uh, the amount of innings pitched is uh, he's got 27 strikeouts and 26 innings pitched. So you know, nothing to really, uh, you know, be upset about with Kershaw. Okay. All right. I like the analysis. For me, I'm just going to avoid that game altogether. It could be a pitcher's duel, but I don't expect a home run derby at all. And I'm not willing to pay up either way. Well, well that- I, don't, I don't know if Fulton Evans is right. So if you want to use a Dodger or two, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, Fulte really shot himself in the foot last game with the big air that caused a huge onslaught of runs for the Padres in that inning. Threw, threw a ball away, run scored, and the inning continued, and the damage continued as well. Yeah. With, with that, that is whipping around the infield, and we're going to go straight into Beast or Bust. I need is a beauty 
it is beast or bust it is beast or bust the hard hitting rapid fire are you gonna use this guy wednesday may 8th daily fantasy baseball king are you ready yeah beast or bust yeah let's go yeah okay i like the energy i know you're ready let's jump (laughs) straight into the bat with the bat himself mookie betts beast or bust against andrew kashner I think you gotta you have to go beast here. It's Cashner. It's it's the best player in fantasy baseball. You know, I don't I don't think I don't think we've seen the best of Mookie Betts yet. It's you know, there's been there's been uh there's flashes. Uh fifty four hundred, you're spending a lot to beast, but I think he will. Yeah, I agree. It is a pricey price tag. I would go other ways with like Arenado or Story with that money. But I do believe Mookie will have a good game, so I'm gonna say beast as well. So you, you are you are you are beasted for fifty four hundred dollars, is what, what I I I'm gonna say he's gonna be productive, but I'm not gonna use him in my lineup because I want to use that money at different. Wait players. a minute, Ted. And how is he a beast though? Because he could still not- get a double, a stolen base, and end up with 15, 16, 17 points. But I need to spend that money. Somewhere else. I need to get that hard-hitting Trevor Story shortstop or that third base in Arenado. I want to lock up those positions before I worry about an outfielder because you can find plenty of sleeper outfielders throughout so the slate. So ultimately he's busted for you because you're not going to use him. Okay, we'll sit, fine. You want to go there? We'll go there. Bust for Mookie Betts because I'm not going to use him. I'm going to spend for him. He's hitting, doing all his work against righties. Against lefties, only hitting 167. Against righties, 330. 333 with all of his six home runs and 15 of his 19 RBIs. Well, we'll see those averages start to balance out as the season rolls on. But with that, let's move to the next one. Beast or bust? Buster Posey is in Colorado against John Gray. Yeah, I'm gonna say bust. Uh, you know, Buster Posey's a shell of himself, and I told you I actually like Gray tonight going against San Francisco. He, he he's he's another he's another one that I could certainly certainly consider as well. Uh, you know, Gray might would be one of my top three pitchers. Yeah, I already mentioned uh, I like Kyle Hendricks as well. I like the call that you're so heavy on Gray, but I'm gonna say beast here. If you need a catcher in DraftKings, reason why. When you draft Buster Posey, you draft him because of his games in Colorado. That's probably the most appealing thing about him because he's not hitting at home. So I'm going to say he gets a high fastball and he drives it into the seats. Buster Posey is a beast. Beast or bust, the third baseman for the Cincinnati Reds, Eugenio Suarez. He was an all-star last year. This year, not so much. He's facing Brett Anderson. What do you see? What's wrong with Eugenio Suarez? He's got 10 home runs this year. The beast, especially for 4,100. Beast it is. And I'll agree with that. Let's move it forward. We're going with another shortstop, not Trevor Story, but Javier Baez, your boy, against Jose Urena. Yeah, 5,400. You know, you don't have your, your lefty and righty split, but does it matter? It's Jose Urena. Beast! Beast, I like it. I'm right there with you. And last but not least, we're actually going to go with the first baseman on the Detroit Tigers, Miguel Cabrera against the lefty Tyler Skaggs. Beast or bust? He's a shell of himself, uh, but he's only 3,600. 
it, it's that that that's probably the toughest one that you you've thrown at me so far. Uh, I like I said, Skaggs uh, actually pitches pretty well when he's healthy, and he's going to be healthy well for tonight's start. Last time, last time uh, out, he was pretty good. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to I'm going to say Beast because uh, Miguel Cabrera has done his better work against lefties this year. Limited sample size of 16 at bats, but he's hitting 438 here. And when you consider how much money that you you could you could save with Miguel Cabrera, it's just thirty six hundred. I'm gonna say boost. I'm right there with you. I'm gonna say beast for the legend himself. Well, I'm Muncher Thomas. I was joined by Scott Angle. You can follow Scott at Twitter at Scott E the King. Scott, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me again next week. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Don't forget, you can pick up the Win Daily Winning Fantasy Sports and Life book by Jason Mezarahi on Amazon for 99 cents and get all of your daily fantasy baseball needs met at windailydfs.com. I am Muntradamus. You can follow me at Twitter as at Muntradamus and we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Beast.